this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party arrived on the cold, frozen tundra that is the Northern Island. Everyone is very nervous. The basic plan is for our adventurers to make their way to the Arcanium, which happens to be floating several hundred feet above the center of the island, sneak in, murder Semyaza in cold blood, just like they did the Mage Ascendant in Sylphson, and then get out. Simple, right? Yeah. Or is it? Who knows? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. <laughs> what? That's what you were laughing were at when you created questions? this? Those huh? were. We those watched were... you laughing. As you were creating this, you were giggling to yourself. That's what I was giggling about, yeah. yes. <laughs> Amazing. Or is it? That and making fun Stupid. of you all for the Mage Ascendant's murder, but... To be fair, we didn't just waltz <laughs> in and kill him in cold blood. We were tortured for months and under his control for months, and then we killed him in cold blood. I think this time, <laughs> though, we should I, just go straight for cold, cold blood. blood. You both just said cold blood at the same time, and I heard nothing else. <laughs> I just heard cold blood. <laughs> I was just saying that based on your description, Lydia, it's less in cold blood. Right. Yes, there was, it was justified. It was justified. And I was saying that this time I thought we should just go straight for murdering in cold blood instead of, oh. you know, all of the torture stuff. And all we that. have to stop because every time we say in cold blood, I, I owe Truman Capote and Nichols, so yeah. we got to stop. I mean, um, it makes sense because, I mean, you, we God. are in a cold level of hell, so there's nothing but Yeah, cold maybe blood. her blood <laughs> actually <laughs> is cold when it comes so, out. Thank you. Make it was a, a bad joke. joke. Moving on. Ugh. I'm ruin it even more. Not that Alex's you have to face. leave. He's just like, I don't I, know what's happening. I'm just, I'm just I enjoying did. the show, to be honest, I think. <laughs> you're the, you're Karin. Karin. Thanks, Karin. You need to leave uh, Lydia's uh, tea sip in that one. I liked it because we were all silent. We had nothing else to say. Oh, there it is. Just again. like a sip of tea. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're all monsters. Is there anything else we want to talk about? How are we doing this week? I know we're nervous. And listeners, if you can't tell, Last week was our first episode of this recording session, and this is our second. So, mm-hmm. like, everyone just wants to jump in, but we're gonna, we're gonna spend. I just want to know how we're doing, how oh. we feeling, how is life. The nausea the is carried over still oh. from this thing being up in the air. <laughs> sure. There was also right before we started the last episode, there was an episode of The Simpsons where the house was shaking the whole time, and and I can't deal with any like visual stuff like that. It makes me so nauseous. So like I came into it nauseous, and then you mm-hmm. heightened it. So I'm, I ate some Cheez-Its. I'm hoping that that balances it out. It's going to be great. <laughs> you should really eat some ginger. But... <laughs> I don't no, keep I've heard ginger Cheez-Its in my are house. great for nausea. Why? Why? <laughs> Honestly, Ginger's it like works for me. So... Disclaimer, do not get your medical advice from the last refuge of D&D. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Next time one of you is nauseous and you have a twin sibling, one of you eats ginger. Well, you have to make it scientifically. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> Next time both that... twins are nauseous. One eats ginger and one eats Cheez-Its, and you let us know which one works better. I mean, first of all, I'm pretty sure that Again. none of us have a twin sibling. Second of all... No, I was talking to our listeners. listeners. I don't yeah. Yeah. Cheez-Its in the house. I don't know about you guys, but... Well, I mean, but that's the point. Now you have to. This is wild. This is what I get for forcing banter. <laughs> this is what you is. get. Wait, if you, you don't, all right, all right, if you don't right, have Cheez-Its in your house, what do you have? I, I have corn chips. I have... Same. Pepsi. They're right next to me. <laughs> 
Okay, are we, we ready have to play? It, but we do have buffalo, like uh, buffalo wing goldfish. Oh god, they're that quite good. tasty, Ooh. or it's like red hot. They're good. Oh, see, it's been a while since our banter was recommendations for the <laughs> listeners, but we have snuck into a food recommendations. Apparently, is what this segment is okay, called. Okay, rapid so, fire. What's your favorite um, chip-like snack? It can be chips, RFWTs, Triscuits. I oh, had so chili pressure. corn chips. Great. I found them recently. They're really I think good. I might just go straight Doritos. Oh. Mine is Bamba, which I don't know if any of y'all know what that is. <laughs> Can you explain? But it's like basically, I mean, they're an Israeli snack and they are basically peanut butter puffs. Oh, Very shut delicious. up. That sounds amazing. They're Those really good. Those could replace RFWTs just based on description. You can get them at Trader Joe's. What the hell is an RFWT? Oh, it's a reduced fat wheat thin. <laughs> okay. RFWT. I, I knew that. I, I can't like, believe I, I did. <laughs> I accepted I it very willingly. You two lived together for too long. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, that was fun. Yay. Let's play d and Here we Yay. go. Yay snacks. <laughs> All right. So uh, we ended last week with Mirko pointing out uh, or reminding Flick about some of the realities of living in the Nine Hells and and to some extent spending any length of time here on the Northern Island. Uh, what Mirko and, uh, has pointed out to Flick and what Flick is sort of remembering and can relay to you all is that uh, some of the pervasive native uh impossible to separate from the land itself evil that is present in Kania, in actual Kania, in actual hell, has clearly seeped out onto this island, and it has a way of worming its way into your minds. So anytime that you all take a long rest here, you'll be rolling wisdom saves, and there is the possibility that you will succumb to the evil. Now, it isn't permanent immediately. Uh, you would be able to flee the island, uh, and you know, you'll have a certain number of days to flee before it becomes permanent. But even if it's not permanent, there will be, there is the chance for a marked and obvious change to your personality just because you are surrounded by this evil. And you all, after Flick points it out to you, you all can feel it too. There is a darkness that has nothing to do with the light. There is a heaviness that has nothing to do with the barometric pressure bad there is uh there's just something about this place yes bria well i was gonna be sassy um and i was like oh Mirko's telling him this but i'm also on the broom so i'm right here so shouldn't i be able to know all this information and then i decided to just roll perception just to know and then i crit failed so uh i don't know any of this information yes God do you, forbid I ever try and set a mood. Do you want my tug the tapestry or no? Or do you, would you rather rather rather? No, be this I'm way? sure that I'm. He said that you ended up telling us, so I just didn't hear okay. overhear right. the conversation. That's in the fine. First. Right. So I just wanted you all to know that as we move on, uh, and move on we shall. You all are beginning to tramp through the forest that you all first arrived on. Tell me what's going on. Are you all marching silently? Are you keeping an eye out for things? Are you looking for... I, I don't know. You all... T I mean, are, are you just walking? Because that's also fine. I just want to know what this march through the snow and cold is like. I think, as we've talked about a little bit before, I think Kit and I will be on the lookout specifically for, like, I don't know, magical glyphs and traps and other things like that. Um, 
that's I think well I, I'm not going to speak for Kit but I think that's probably what I'm going to be looking out for because I think Simyaza is uh, truly wild and probably has prepared for something like this mm-hmm. sure uh, yeah absolutely Kit you have anything to add um, I I have one thing to add but also I'll agree that yes I'm looking I'm keeping an eye out to see if anything magical is sticking out but I am also am going to be casually uh, touching some of the trees and plant life around us for a reason that sounds weird if I don't explain it. So it's for a spell. Oh, all right. So you're just, you know, you're gently caressing, patting, encouraging the trees as you go along. I love it. Uh, Bria, Bizdira? I do think that we're being as quiet as possible um, and just really keeping an eye out for anything that I think I'm so paranoid here and so scared of this because it's been a long time coming for us to come up here. So just a lot of perception and, uh, and keeping an eye out. Yeah, same. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Can I have, let's see, I had Flick do it last week. So let's have, Bizdira, actually, will you roll me a d20, please? A four. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's usually my uh, good die. Kit, will you roll me a d6, please? Oh, A six. <laughs> Oh no! So you all, uh, as you are walking, uh, I don't, I don't even need perception checks because, uh, well, number one, I know you all, and I know your passives, but also it isn't, it isn't quiet. It's not quiet. Um, as you walk through, wait, the... wait, wait, we are not quiet, or the no, what you're about to notice oh, is okay. not quiet. Oh, okay, I was um, like, what? <laughs> you just said, well, I just said we're being quiet. She's like, I rolled a thirty-one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So what you hear is this sort of crunching in the distance, like something is uh, is like breaking up blocks of ice or something, and it's a ways out in front of you all. Uh, but the sound sort of carries here, even amongst the trees with the cold and the ice and the snow. Yeah, flick. I, uh, because fiends are my favorite enemy, I get, I think it's advantage on survival checks to track fiends. Um, ah. I may I may think that this is uh, fiendish in nature. Um, could I maybe, are there tracks? Like, is there, are there signs around that there are like different creatures running about? I don't know. Yeah, this is, so this is where mecha- meta mechanics sort of butt up against the narrative, Sorry. right? Because you don't, no, it's okay. It's not your fault. It's it's sort of a product of that particular ranger feature, right? Uh, it is totally reasonable for you to think that these are fiends. They're not. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, but you can still make a regular survival check if you would like. Sure. Because what's your favorite terrain? Is Arctic one of your favorite terrains? Mm, no, but I think it... Um... Uh, is forest? Yeah, forest. Ah, well, then you still get advantage. Great. So there you go. Perfect. So well, I we crit for the first one, and I crit nice. fail for the second one, so it's um definitely going to be a Fuck crit. Off, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, so you actually see two sets of tracks. Um, the first set is a trio of tracks... That with that crit, you are you identify almost immediately because uh, they may not be fiends, but they you have been known to sort of wander Cania and Levistus, the other ice layer of hell. Um, these are actually a type of fae uh, that don't you know they exist in hell. They don't generally align themselves with the devils. They don't align themselves against the devils. They are just also there. These are a type of hag called boor hags. They are these sort of wild arctic hags 
that um, you know are are quite uh, quite magical, uh, just like all other hags. If there's a coven of them, which you see three sets of footprints, so chances are good uh, they have they have even more magical power. Um, these also uh, they are voracious eaters, uh, and so there's a good chance that what you are hearing is a boar hag dinner. <laughs> The other set of tracks that you find are, in fact, uh, fiend tracks, um, and you're able to identify them pretty quickly as well because they are quite distinctive. They are sort of draconic in nature, though they are a fiend's prince. These appear to be the prince, uh, P-R-I-N-T-S, not P-R-I-N-C-E, of a pair. A pair. Yes. <laughs> a pair of Abishai, which are these draconically origined devils. Odds are they're probably white Abishai, because those are the ones that generally you see around Cania. They're the cold, you know, white dragons are the cold ones. Um, so these are these sort of bipedal, uh, relatively intelligent dragon, draconic devil things. And they appear, you know what, natural 20, I'll just go ahead and tell you, they appear to be stalking the boar hags. Do oh. we think that the boar hags are eating the Abishai? Or that would the be other way around. Phenomenal. Right. Well, they, you said they were, the hags are loud eaters, right? Well, I mean, Abishai aren't quiet eaters. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the hags just happen to be, like, voracious yeah. eaters as well. Did we meet uh, at least one Abishai in the, the tunnels? I, be I believe you met either some blue or some black Abishai, yeah. yes. Yeah, from the north. But, yeah. Or maybe they were white. I don't know. That was more than last week. That was a week, long so time I, ago. <laughs> I can look at my notes, but I don't know. Okay. Can we um, go around? Sure. I, I definitely don't want to walk towards the crunching, which now oh. I assume is probably oh. bone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down to try to avoid whatever this is. Yeah, let them take care of themselves. Yep. Sure. <laughs> yes. So take, take care of yourself. All right. Serious. Sure, you can go around. Yeah, absolutely. So you veer off to one side, and you continue walking, and it's cold, and it's dark. You all have added shadows, but also you're, you're in a forest, so it's dark. It is... You can part of the reason you could hear the crunching so clearly is because there really are very few other sounds. There isn't the sort of you know sound of wildlife, e even in tundras, right? Like there is wildlife that walks around that makes noises. None of that here. Uh, another way that you know those white ravens are not what they appear to be because there are no bird calls anywhere. It's just dark and cold and quiet and a little bit prickly on the back of your neck behind every tree there might be something watching you all have been traveling for a while now so uh bria and no yes bria and kit i need the two of you to make constitution saving throws with advantage please unless uh unless someone is using magic to protect you from the cold not yet at least i okay. don't know yeah we'll it's early see. it's early days yeah totally um, all right, Kit, what'd you get? Uh, 16. That's enough. And Bria? 17. All right, that is enough. So uh, it's cold, and you, you, I mean, you two in particular can sort of feel it seeping through your cloaks and your gloves and whatever other, your your Russian-style hats. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, but, you know, you steal yourselves, you are hardy adventurers, and you're fine. Bizdira and Flick, uh, you know, it's cold. That's all. I'll even say that. It's cold. That's all. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> So you all uh, make your way around the crunching noise, uh, and it isn't long before you have put the crunching noises uh, sort of from being directly in front of you to being off to your right. 
So you've circled around. You are, you know, effectively circumnavigating whatever it is, the Borhags and the White Abishai and the whatever else. Um, and you come across a little clearing here in the woods. And this clearing is, it's like Pompeii, but with snow. There are frozen creatures all over this clearing. Some of them still, uh, you know, standing where they, where it looks like they probably were when they froze. But there's also an enormous pile of frozen bodies in the center of this clearing. And as you look a little more closely, you can see that in and among these, these frozen creatures, you can see the unmistakable shapes of goblins you can see the unmistakable shape of of bigger goblinoids of what are probably hobgoblins it looks like there are some uh some bird humanoids here that look like they probably were kenku um so like raven folk uh and then there are uh, oh actually you see you've seen these before you see uh frozen furbolgs as well which is what um Oh, what was his name? Tidier. Tidier, yes, Tide. Tide. Yeah, which is what Tidier was. Um, and they're all, they're just all f- completely frozen. And as you look even closer, you can see that this pile of bodies in the center, some of them are missing limbs, heads, and it doesn't look like they broke off cleanly. It is very obvious that these statues have been gnawed on. This definitely reminds me of the first Arcanium bodies. Yeah, with random bodies just strewed about. Yeah, except you're not even in the Arcanium. You're just out in the forest now. Yeah. Yeah. Do these... You say they're frozen. Do you... Do they look like they were frozen, like, mid, like battle or like were they killed and then they were frozen that's such a specific question but i think it is what i want to know no but i know what you mean so the ones the only reason you can tell is because not all of them have been piled in this pile in the center you do see some that are like in action poses um but it doesn't it doesn't look like dangerous action poses it just looks like again like pompeii like people were going about their day Mm -hmm. and then they got frozen Mm -hmm. Mm, i understand Yeah, yeah i'm anticipating that this is what this entire island is, is, you know, some people were able to escape, but a lot of these towns just... We're just surprised and they didn't mm-hmm. make it. Yeah. Yeah. Flick, I'll let that natural 20 ride and just say that you can see Borhag tracks leading to this clearing, and it's pretty clear. It's pretty, it's pretty clear. It's pretty obvious that this is probably, like, food storage Gotcha. For them. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, That's great. gross. <laughs> I will relay that, and I think we can probably pass through here pretty quickly, no? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. All right, uh, let me have... So it's been an hour. Uh, you all made con saves. Let's have another round of uh, dexterity stealth checks, please. How long does Pass Without Trace last? An hour, but I think I would probably just be re-upping it yeah. on the hour. Yeah, I mean, you've got all of your slots and the staff, so well, that's Well, with that's the fine. staff, I can cast it at will. It doesn't oh, take right. anything. I forgot oh, it doesn't nice. take a charge. It's just yep. at will oh, with that staff. amazing. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> all right, yes. um, at well, least it's concentration, so yes. at least that sort of hinders <laughs> at least a little bit. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. Flick, what'd you get? Uh, sorry, I didn't think about it. It was 20 adjusted. Okay, kit. 23. Maria. 39. And Pizdira. 36. Okay. So the lowest was a 20. 20. Okay, great. Should Mirko be rolling? I didn't want to oh, ask. Yes, I had thought about it and I was like, I don't want to know. 
19 is your lowest smell. <laughs> uh, great. Can I have this time? Oh, I, sorry, I've avoided you for as long as I can, Bria, but I need you to roll a d20, please. As she pulls over a new bag of dice or something. <laughs> no, I saw that. <laughs> no, I just had it sitting on the side. Oh, okay. And I usually roll over there. But you're grabbing like a me. whole bunch of dice. Like, here we go. Uh, that is a seven. Okay. So you all are able to continue walking through the forest. It's You see a few more of these sort of frozen statues of people, but not in big collections like they were in the center of that clearing. Um, and again, you know, you hear just a bunch of nothing, uh, which is very, very disturbing. Uh, this forest is clearly huge. And uh, presumably you all are heading just inland, right? Like we're just trying to get straight lines towards, towards the, the floating island, of the island please. as best we can. Yeah. So it takes hours and hours and hours and hours of... of Okay, it takes like four hours total. Uh, let's not let's not be too Another exaggerating. Hours and hours, 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 um, hours of of walking through this forest in silence, in cold, feeling like there could be something behind every tree. But uh, you know, I don't know if it's better or worse that hour after hour nothing comes out at you. All right. So eventually you all manage to get through and you can see the light at the end of the forest, dim and cold as it is. Uh, and you you are able to get to the edge of this forest and you can see a sort of big plain uh, laid out in front of you and right in the center of it, sort of taking up as far as you can see in either direction to your left and right, honestly, is an enormous, completely frozen lake. Uh-huh. That seems to be between you and the center of the island, which you can also see more clearly now. There is a, you can see way off in the distance, uh, you can just barely sort of make out where the Arcanium came loose from. Not because you can see that place, but you can see what kind of upheaval ripping that portion of the island must have caused to the rest of the island. You see cracks and, and you know, mounds of boulders and broken earth uh, starting kind of on the other side of the lake, on the far side of the lake, which is a pretty wide, pretty far across, and just continuing on as far as you can see towards the center. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be valorous ah, if you could... <laughs> Pop on over, sorry, to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able and they help us with that, you know, mysterious, opaque algorithm that we talk so much about. Uh, And if we don't want to mess with the algorithm, you know what another great way for us to get new ears on the podcast are? You, telling your friends. So do that too. It is time for that weekly Patreon reminder. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Not only that, but you'll be supporting multiple other content creators via our Patreon at Forward program, where we give a portion of our monthly take to other incredible creators, most of whom are in and around the gaming space. You can check out a list of participants in the Patreon at Forward program by going to our Patreon page. For the moment, though, I'm going to recognize some some of our current patrons and thank them very much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot and Tanya, to our honorary party members, Matthew Allen and Seven, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Mert Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. 
If you would like to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. And finally, a little update reminder on our non-TLR announcement. Tomorrow, my Twitch channel is going to continue partnering with Logitech for Creators during their Creators for BIPOC month. Basically, Logitech for Creators has brought together a ton of BIPOC streamers, given us some really cool incentives and a list of BIPOC-serving charities, and told us to go forth and raise some money, and then they're going to match it. It's a really amazing uh, program that they've started, and I've chosen to raise money through this for RACES, the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services, a charity organization based in Texas that's instrumental in providing services and protecting the legal rights of folks who came to the United States, regardless of their reason or their current situation. Yesterday's stream was also part of this initiative, and we raised over $1,000 in just a few hours. I was able to give away multiple copies of Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, we gave away some blue microphones, and there's going to be even more goodies to give away tomorrow. So, if you would like to donate, there's a donation link in the episode notes, or if you want, you could come hang out and donate during tomorrow's fundraising stream and maybe win one of those prizes. The stream is going to be tomorrow from 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash dmjazzyhands. Fairly easy to remember, I hope, but we'll also have a link to that in the show notes. So yeah, come out, hang out while I play some Mass Effect and donate to a really awesome organization. Okay, That's the end of the announcements for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism when, where, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. Do we think it's worth crossing the frozen lake?
Or should we go around? Bria is shaking her head. Oh, I'm just wondering if if we're going to be flying anyways, if maybe this is the point that we start flying. Right. Um, I mean, I was going to say I could use my boots to get across the lake and just kind of check out what's going on on the other side and come back. If you did that, Um, I would have to cast invisibility on you. Right. Well, that's the other thing, because if we come out of the forest, we are super exposed. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's like so, my number. Uh, for some reason, that's my number one fear is just yeah. being seen and her being alerted. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind um, doing some recon if you guys want me to, um, and then we decide from there. I'm scared of the lake. <laughs> I'm scared that mm-hmm. you're gonna run across it and like fall in the middle, and then I mean I can run. Or there's a glyph on it or something. Oh, yeah, like, so that's true. There's that. Plus, if like we've kind of realized is that if I key point dash, I can get 300 feet in six seconds so true true even right. if something cracked yeah i mean that's me, really yeah. fast <laughs> yeah, i'm dash i'm dash now yeah truly what's um, the benefit of her going though that that mm-hmm. was my next question is it, it, besides doing recon and seeing what's at the other end of the lake mm-hmm. really what is the benefit if we because that would technically be splitting the party you go ahead and then we right. would have to catch up with you if something happened. I mean, I could take Kit with me again, piggyback. I, I mean, I can f- I can also fly, but like mm. I think it's it's just it, what is I don't know the what's the worth I think. Yeah. Right. Um. So to to Bria's point, how if we're looking up at the Arcanium, do we have a sense of how far it is or how long it would take us to fly up there from the edge of the forest? Yeah. I mean, it. it uh, you know, it's still far. Uh, it's obviously big. You all have a general sense of how large the Arcania have been, so you can sort of work out a distance based on size and everything. And I mean, it's it's. If it was going to take you a day and a half on foot, it's going to take you, you know, I don't know what, I, the fly speeds amongst this party are all so varied that I'm just going to work with a 30 foot fly speed, same as your, most of your walking speeds. I, I mean, if you were flying nonstop, it would still take you, you know, a day as opposed to a day and a half. Yeah, which is so we impossible. Have to cross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If- yeah, I mean, you all, because aside from Flick and his broom, all of you have pretty short limits to your flight, right? Yeah. Well, if I wild Ex- shape, I've got that's a, that's quite oh, a long that's time. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, how long does the bat thing let you stay transformed, Bria? As long as I stay a bat. As, as long, long as, as I yes, stay. Yes, but how long can you stay a bat? It doesn't say. It just says oh. you're just polymorphed until. Oh, it says it says as polymorph though. So then polymorph is an hour. Okay, then I have an hour. Yeah, polymorph is an hour. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so you you'll definitely need to be closer if you all want to fly up there. And then so... there's the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. In that case, the point of me crossing the lake really is more to see if there's any danger in actually crossing the lake rather than go around. It. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I How think bit- actually that does make sense to like test the like thickness of the ice right and make sure that if the rest of us were to walk across it that we'd be okay right i mean it's it's a hell of a test <laughs> yeah i know i know and she's and when she's going so fast she's not that heavy like obviously she's mm-hmm. so spry that i mean like, i can i can well. slow it down or i can like make a point of like hitting my feet on it but it's also we're in like the arctic i have no doubt that this thing can actually hold us i, I was gonna say more... i think it's so cold that it's probably i mean i would know like are there under I don't know 
hell lakes like in Cania? Like, are there lakes oh, in Cania yeah, that I are completely so. frozen over? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I could probably, you know, estimate that this water that's been frozen for so uh, at least long enough for it to be completely frozen over is probably the thi- the ice is probably pretty thick. I would say if we're doing this, we all need to be invisible in some way, and I would insist on casting detect magic. I was just thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have enough casters to accomplish that. Even with the equinox? Oh. Mm. Who can cast invisibility? Uh, uh, I can. And Mirko. Flick and Mirko. So even that, I mean, yeah, I guess it is possible. Uh, Kit, do you have to detect magic? I do, yes. Oh, then it is possible. Uh, then it is possible, but you wouldn't have passed without trace because all of these are concentration We'd spells. be invisible though, so it's fine. But couldn't she do pass without trace with her staff? She still has to concentrate yeah. on oh, it. Okay. Yeah. But we wouldn't uh, need right, it because we'd all be invisible. That's true. Yeah. Um, the downside, of course, being that you would leave a visible trail. I mean, ooh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm just, I'm just throwing out problems in your plan. I'm not telling you what is out here or what's going to happen. No, but that, that's saying. somewhat helpful, unless, I think. Mirko's very smart, so he's tossing yeah. all this intelligence. <laughs> unless they fly. Yeah, I, I won't be making tracks because I'll be on my broom and somebody can be on the back of my broom or in the bag of holding or both. Right. If I were to cast Pass Without Trace and then Wild Shape... Would I still be able to hold the cast without trace? Oh, yeah. You can hold concentration in wild shape. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. I mean, then in that case, if everyone else is invisible and I'm, I mean, granted, there are like no real animals around, but maybe an animal is less suspicious than a, a... I mean, if you can do something small, mm-hmm. it'll be much harder to see. Yeah. Or like or if a, you have like a Or a seagull, bird or something. Yeah, a white bird or some something. Yeah. I'm concerned about this. I think that they have somebody up there that's just looking for anything to pass. And whatever it is, they don't give a shit if it's a bird or whatever, they're going to kill it. Well, I think, well, that's why it would be like a white thing plus pass without trace. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'd be sneaky enough, but I don't know. Hey, while you all are discussing this, I think we're back to Flick. Flick, would you roll me a d20 please 13 so while you all are discussing this you all notice that it gets a little darker and a little colder and very quickly from further north in the island a blizzard blows in and in the tree within the tree line in the forest you all are Reason, I mean, it's cold and uncomfortable, but you're reasonably well protected. But this great big open plain and this great big open frozen lake is being pummeled by wind and snow. Is it coming towards us? It's coming straight down. What? It, what? Like, and, and is it moving? Towards yeah, us? is it moving towards? Like, do we need to go find? Moving to you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is. It it, mo- it blew in pretty quickly, uh, but it looks like it's you know now it's now that it's over this big open area. Whatever currents were pushing it along, like it's slowed up. Um, and it also looks like a big storm. Like this is just the front end of it. You can see that it continues on to the north for some ways. It's blowing south. Eventually, it'll pass, but it's a big storm. Well, I, let's all go within the tree line. And get some protection. Yeah, I assume that's where you all were while you were, yeah. What if this storm is actually a gift and we can sneak through it? Yes, we will be cold, but it'll be much harder to see us. And our tracks will get covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we don't need to make everyone invisible or whatever, I can... We can still use mm -hmm. fast batteries, yeah. Sure. And I can also... Well, this is the first time we talked about this on air, I think. But because of the Shimmer Scales upgraded 
abilities I can give if there's any sort of like disadvantage on constitution saves or like regular I can make them advantage for you with my ah, precognition how nice yes we should I should mention because now that we're here on the I don't know what we've said aloud to the listeners but now that Who's we have arrived say? here on the northern island uh, those of you who have been attuned to keys for some time uh, have felt more powers unlocking in them uh, flick your key has now unlocked all three tiers of its power because you've had it for literally years uh, Bizdira and Bria both of your keys have unlocked second tier powers and then of course Kit you've just attuned to yours so you have your first tier uh, key powers at your disposal so yeah that's that's certainly uh, certainly a possibility are we concerned about magic I mean always but I don't I think we need to just you mean specifically like the glyph mm-hmm. or like magical sort of like I, trapping I, I do think that we should have a detect magic going I mean, For sure, and Mirko can do that, especially if we're mm-hmm. if we if we are less concerned about the invisibility, which I don't know how folks are feeling about that. I'm not worried about invisibility. I'm more worried about any sort of um, magic on the lake. So I'm inclined to say that if this blizzard is like making a whatever, like if it's coming down really hard and it's hard to see, the pass without trace will probably like hopefully be enough to like conceal us because of all of the whatever snow and shadow that that will cause and then Mirko could have pass without trace on and we I'm sorry the other one we were talking about detect magic and we can just slowly make our way if we when we get to the center are we gonna go straight up like I know we had originally talked about doing a tiny hut because if we're gonna do a tiny hut I think now might be the time to do it rather than when we're directly under you know what I mean mm-hmm. right ah. do re- do remember that getting directly under is gonna take at least another day of travel right so okay. just getting across the lake is not is not the center yeah. of the island. So I I mean it's going to take us I, we need to get closer under it to be able to get up to it within less than a day. But cuz you guys at least like wild shaping in the bat you only have an hour. I assume that I'll have to get into the bag of holding or be on the broom. But um I think we should get closer and tiny hut before we get up there because we need as much strength as possible before we get into any fights with Simyaza. So are we going in this blizzard? I'm I'm for it. I I think I am too. Okay, let's do it. All right. Who's casting what spells? We have Pass Without Trace. Mm -hmm. Is somebody casting Invisibility? I... I don't um, think we need to. We don't need to? Is somebody casting Detect Magic? Mirko is. Mirko. You want Mirko to cast Detect Magic. Okay. In a way that's Um, going to last however long it needs to to get us down. um, What's that meta magic? Yeah, so he he will he will tap into because he has also lived through an equinox here in this world. So he will tap into the chaos of of magic uh, on this day and extend his his detect magic from ten minutes to a whole twenty minutes. <laughs> um, but hey, save that spell slot, man. He's also gonna go ahead and cast mage armor on himself just in case. <laughs> Seems fair. <laughs> yeah, right. He thought so. Is there anything else that you would like? Uh, and I'm just they uh, just listeners, so you all know they have a portion of Mirko's spell list at their disposal. So, is there anything else that you would like him to cast before you all head out? Um, and remember that you can at any point ask him to cast any of the things on that list. Not unless we want him to do protection from energy on me and Kit. I think it's concentration. He can't do that and uh, uh, and detect spell. magic. Oh, yeah, whatever. All right, so. Uh, with Pass Without Trace and some Detect Magic up, you all step out of the shelter of the forest and immediately this wind just rips through you. It is so cold and so sharp. Uh, and But you all push ahead. Now, 
Now, Mirko obviously has Detect Magic up and is keeping an eye out for the next 20 minutes and then he'll re-up uh, for any sort of glyphs or magical traps or anything like that. What are the... Uh, tell me... <laughs> tell me how you all are traversing. So if you are flying, walking, uh, jumping, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and also what you are doing while you while you cross this frozen lake. Well, Flick is on his broom. Um, okay, and is anyone, anyone with you? Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask now. Who wants to be on I the back and who wants to be... Up. Sure. Unless Mirko does. Uh, it's Glorp Mirko, so who cares? <laughs> well, he he can't be in the bag, right? No. I mean... I mean, that only lasts dispel 10 ma- minutes. I mean, the detect magic would be pointless, and also it only lasts 10 minutes before he suffocates. Yeah. So. Right. Kit, are you wild shaping into something that can get across? No. No. Not not right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Should it become necessary, I will. Sh- sure. Okay, great. Um, okay, so you are riding with Bria and everyone else is walking. Great. And are you all, you know, g- give me some give me some flavor. Give me some description. Describe this traversal and I'll throw things in your way. As Should needed. we tie each other together with rope? <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that. that's wise. Yeah. <gasps> okay, uh. yeah, so you're all roped together with Flick and Bria presumably leading the pack and what, the rope tied to the broom or tied to you all? Oh, it, uh, me, me. Okay, all right. Hilarious is very funny. <laughs> if it I don't know if so, I like that answer. <laughs> if it weren't so cold and terrible, I just can imagine, like, either both Kit and Bazir or just Bazir like sliding around like behind like yes. wee! Bazira might uh, still do that. Just, yeah, Flick and Bria are just pulling you yes. all. I feel like Bazir is kind of like doing that like skaters at the back. <laughs> Excellent, yes. I think I'm keeping an eye on the ground even though logically I understand that it is probably thick enough ice. I'm I'm keeping an eye to make sure there are no cracks in the ice. Yeah, sure. sure. Just everything around us, I think. I think if I'm leading, I'm specifically going to be looking like upwards just to see okay. if there's anything like that's coming through the blizzard, through the clouds, anything like that. Okay, great. Bizdira, you're, you're <laughs> skating. Let me, let me have wisdom perception from uh, Kit and Flick at disadvantage. Can I make it with advantage? Uh, no, but you can make it without disadvantage if you want to spend some of your thingy. How many of or them do you can, have to make? I, I rolled I a him? seven for today. Okay, okay. What now, uh, Bria? Can I help him? Since I'm on the broom with him, I can be looking with him. Sure. So does that give me... So you have disadvantage because there's a blizzard, uh-huh. and you can't go from disadvantage to advantage, so the best you're going to get is a normal roll okay. in okay. these conditions. All right, that's fine. Um, so just mark off whatever you need to mark off. So, the Kit, did you roll with advantage? I mean, regularly or with disadvantage? Oh, I rolled with disadvantage, and okay. don't waste one of your things on me. <laughs> okay, great. All right, what'd you get, Kit? Um, I got a 13. Okay, and your passive is normally 19. 19. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at disadvantage, I reduce your passive by five. So we'll say you got a 14, which is fine. Uh, Flick, what'd you get? I got an 18, regularly. Okay, um, so as you all cross the frozen lake, uh, Kit keeping an eye uh, for cracks and anything under feet, underfoot, Bria and Flick keeping an eye in the sky, <laughs> Vizdira practicing her triple lutz, and you all, uh, <laughs> Flick, you see um, flying surprisingly agilely through the blizzard, you see a trio of white ravens over the center of the lake, just sort of lazily flying in a circle, and you notice, uh, that they are their circle is lazily getting 
closer and closer to where you all are on the southern part of the lake. But we still have Pass Without Trace, yeah? You do. Um, I'm gonna stop the broom. Okay. And tell every... I don't wanna, like... (laughs) I don't wanna, like, stop, drop, and roll, but I want everyone to be very, very still. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. Let me have, from everyone, dexterity stealth checks. You've got Pass Without Trace, and I will not give you disadvantage because you are not moving and Flick has given you the heads up. It's not a ton of cover out here, and by that I mean none, but <laughs> Bria. 38. Flick. 27. Bizdira. 32. <laughs> I love that laugh, kid. 18. <laughs> Great, and Mirko gets a 23. All right, let's find out if these mysterious ravens spot you. I don't know what their perception modifier is. It's a zero. <laughs> so this is what I rolled. That's 16. And their perception modifier is a plus one. Yeah! Oh my gosh. Listeners, he rolled oh, we're a 16. Saved. We're saved. Yeah. Rolled Listeners, all you need to know is that we're saved. <laughs> saved by one. <laughs> by one. <gasps> yeah. Uh, so this, this trio of ravens circles by overhead um, and continues to circle further south, passes you all, uh, and continues its its patrol over the forest that you all just came through, as a matter of fact. We all just are, are like covered to... in snow. Yeah. Didn't yeah. See us. yeah, because you haven't moved, yeah. so the snow has just been building up on you this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all frozen statues, not like the Borhag Neil, but like, you know, just snow statues. Um, and you all continue on. Uh, Kit, can I get a d20, please? Sure. <laughs> now it's a good roll. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if it's a good roll for this. Uh, it's a 16. All right, so you all continue across. The blizzard does not let up. It is It is cold. It is frigid. It is You're getting wet because the snow is melting on you and then refreezing. And all of a sudden, you begin to hear tapping all around you. It starts out just light little tapping, but then there be there get to be louder, bigger thuds. Is it cracking? Mm, I'm going to roll a d4. Bizdira, you get knocked on the head by something, and you see that it is beginning to hail. And though what Bizdira was hit with was maybe a... Um, pea-sized bit of hail, you can see on this frozen lake the the hail ranges from pea-sized to double-fist-sized. Some very large hail chunks. I need you all to make, please, dexterity saving throws. Bazir's gonna say, we need to move. Kit. Uh, that's a 12. Bizdira. Same. Okay. Bria. Do, am I allowed to, I know it depends on us, am I allowed to re, uh, roll lucky on a crit fail? Usually I let the crit fail go, but in this case I don't yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, No, I, I think so. I think that is a, I mean, you spent a whole feat on it, so yeah, I'll say so. No, it didn't help very much. <laughs> well, it helped some. 14. Okay, and Flick. 23. Okay, so Flick, fortunately, very deftly with his broom, manages to mostly avoid the things. Bria, you, uh, you, uh, you've got evasion, so you're not going to take any damage. Uh, so I think you, but it's not graceful. I think you sort of, like, roll underneath 
the 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 broom a couple of times and just sort of like spin and miss hail that way. Um, Bizdira, you're so fast that you're gonna take half damage even though you failed your check. But also, I have uh, so you get as well right, which means you take half even and not full. Oh, okay, because you failed. You yeah, with your yeah, twelve yeah, yeah. failed. Um, so you will take half damage and Kit. Unfortunately, you get clonked several times by some not insignificant hail bits. I gotta save for Mirko. Mirko got a six, so Mirko oh, no. also fails. So Mirko and Kit, you take 14 bludgeoning damage, and Bazdira, you take seven. Uh, so you and Mirko now need to make con saves to hold on to those two concentration spells you've got going. Uh, Mirko got a, a 20, a non-natural 20, so he's fine. I got a 17. And that is more than fine. So it hurts. You are getting pummeled by this hail. And for what it's worth, you're not yet all the way across this lake, and it is still hailing. So this is a thing that will continue. Um, unfortunately, the other thing you start to hear is you start to hear the ice of the lake groan. Because you look around and you can see where some of the larger hail pieces have smashed through through and cracked the ice of the lake and that is where we are going to leave it for this week you gotta move remember how every time i'm like listen to kids plan it's always a great plan hey they can't all be winners (laughs) it took eight seasons to find a loser thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the last refuge be sure to listen next week to find out who falls into the water first. My outros are bad lately. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com lastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bazira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all! You're getting wet because the snow is melting on you and then refreezing. And then, mother of God, there are so many trains to Boston. Who's going to Boston? (laughs) (laughs) You're just talking about snow and the trains are like, Boston, time to go. (laughs)